Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Ridge Community Church Podcast. My name is John. I'm one of the pastors on staff at the Ridge, and our vision is to bring the hope of Jesus into every home. So as a piece of that, our goal each week is to bring you something that's hopeful and helpful. So subscribe to this podcast to make sure you don't miss any hopeful and helpful conversations. Hey, everyone, and thanks for listening to this episode of the Ridge Community Church Podcast. If you find today's episode hopeful and helpful, then please follow or subscribe and then write and review so that more people can find the conversation. In today's episode, I'm joined by the Ridge Kids director of our Oak Creek Franklin campus, Amanda Zins. Amanda shares her story of how she started coming to the Ridge, her journey from volunteer to director, and what she's learned along the way. This is my conversation with Amanda. Hi, Amanda. Thanks for coming on to the podcast. Thanks for having me. So we've been we're doing at the movies. I've been asking everyone what their favorite movie is. And so I have to ask, do you have a favorite movie? What's that favorite movie? Oh, that's so hard. There's so many good movies out oh, there. Yeah. Um, I would say growing up, um, we loved Phantom Menace, the Star Wars. Okay. Yeah. So much so that when my brother and I would do dishes, my parents would listen to us and we would recite the movie line for line by memory with sound effects. Wow. With sound effects. That's With awesome. With sound effects. That's awesome. I won't make you do them right now. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen yeah. the movie and it's been a while since I've done it. But yeah, we used to, every time we did dishes for like a month, we would recite that movie nonstop. That's amazing. So would you guys quote lots of Jar Jar Binks? Was he like the big quote one or were you guys not fans of Jar Jar? Well, I mean, he was funny. We would do the voices too. Sure. So that's yeah. probably, you know, why we both were very theatrical going yeah, through yeah. high school. But um, yeah, I mean, he's fun for the kids, but as kind <laughs> of a Star Wars, well. <laughs> as a Star Wars fan, eh. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. So you mentioned a little bit about growing up, but how... Uh, I wonder, maybe you could share some of your story with us. Did you, did you grow up going to church? Did you, what was that uh, faith training like for you? Um, we were not very good at it. Um, I would say we were what would be called holiday Catholics. Mm -hmm. Um, my parents would take us for Christmas, uh, maybe Palm Sunday and Easter. That'd be about it. Um, I, believed in that there was God, but mm-hmm. I guess I really didn't have a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't until I was actually dating my husband that we started attending um, a local church that was a non-denominational. Uh, wow. So was that, uh, was that your husband's like, was he, in- was he interested or were you guys like having a conversation? You're like, huh, I wonder what this faith thing looks like. Um, he's pretty right. Re- he was pretty rooted in his faith. And so mm-hmm. when we started dating, he it was like, I'm going to church on Sunday. Do you want to come with? Um, so we started doing that. And that's actually, we would drive past the Ridge every Sunday on the way to the church we were attending. Yeah. And he's not a morning person. And so yeah. it was like a 45 minute drive for us. At some point he looked at me and goes, do you want to try that church? It's yeah, really, yeah. it was like a five minute drive for us. And so we just started attending. So what stage in the Ridge's like development was that? Was that still when it was in the movie theater? Was that the Walmart building? That was actually when they were in Whitnell High School. Whitnell High School. Okay. All right. So you start going and uh, at some point you're going there and you're like, huh, you know, maybe I will be a part of this kids team. Like, how did that happen? 
Well, we had actually um, had our son and I was, I was checking him in every, he was in the nursery at the point and I was checking him in and one of the volunteers goes, you know, I see you every Sunday. Would you be interested in serving? Um, That was a scary step for me. I hadn't really, like the church had married us, but I hadn't really, I guess, dived in full force to want to serve. Yeah. Um, But being a new mom, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, So I had this amazing idea that he was, I think, 18 months and I was going to try the two-year-old room. So I knew what to expect. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's, that's clever. Yeah. And was it, yeah, go ahead. It was terrifying. (laughs) Okay. So real quick is, was at this point, were you like more serious about your faith? You've been coming for a while. And so was it becoming a bigger thing or was it like, uh, you were like kind of in, but like, what was that part of your faith looking like at that time? I would say I was kind of in, um, I had just got, my mother-in-law had actually just bought me my first Bible, um, that I had ever owned in my life. And then I was actually starting to learn, like I knew some of the basic stories. Like I knew about Noah's Ark. I knew about, uh, Moses, but teaching the two-year-old, some of those stories, I didn't know these stories. And so it was terrifying but it got me interested in some of these stories that I wasn't familiar with and maybe wanted to dive a little bit more into. I think that's probably a reassuring thing for people that are listening because they're like, wait a minute, I don't know everything about the Bible. Does that mean that I can't like serve and, and help out with even specifically like, like two-year-olds? It's like, well, sounds like no. <laughs> no. And especially like it's a, it's a simpler version of this, of the story, Yeah, but when you're interested in like you're learning it at the same time that you're teaching. And that's a big aspect of serving in general. It's not just, you're not just serving the other person. Sometimes you get something out of it. Hmm. So at what point as you're, as you're serving and you're like kind of learning, you're getting stuff out of it. Did you start to become less terrified? Was it staying in with those two year olds? Did you like, did you move up every, like every six months as, as your kiddo got older? Was that, was that what it was like? Or what does it look like? I didn't, I actually, um, Right after I started getting a little bit more serious in my faith, um, we moved into the Walmart building Mm -hmm. and they needed somebody to lead the two, like one of the services in the two's room. And so I stayed in the two's room for a Mm -hmm. very, very long time. Yeah. (laughs) You found, you found your happy spot. I, they were the, they were the challenging ones. (laughs) They were the, they still needed the comfort of like the baby side but you were still trying to teach them something and so i don't back down from a challenge and so i'm like they are kind of a harder classroom to teach i'm going to stick it out Hmm. and at some but at some point you like you moved away from the the two-year-olds so what did you like progression because at some point that spoilers for those that haven't already heard in the intro uh Amanda is the director of Ridge Kids at Oak Creek Franklin campus. So uh, eventually you moved on out of the two-year-olds. Like what, is, what, what got you to move up, move out, whatever that looked like? Um, so I, Victor at some point um, saw something in me that I might not have seen in myself. 
And he ended up taking me to Orange Conference. And so anyone who doesn't know, Orange is the curriculum we use to teach all of our birth through fifth graders and then into Ridge students. And um, I got to sit in a room with a bunch of other leaders from different churches and kids, people and volunteers. And just to hear the heartbeat from the creator, um, just I came, I walked out of that conference feeling so alive, empowered, uh, on mission, purpose. Um, just he talked about if we don't do this right for kids, then we are failing them. Like, how can they go through life if we don't have a strong foundation built for them on faith? And so that just, I came back from that and uh, Victor always joked I was on fire after that um, because it just it just kind of that's what gets me up in the morning hmm. um, and so I ended up um, I was at that point working part-time and just volunteering at the church as much as I could um, and then I decided to be a stay-at-home mom mm-hmm. and that lasted a whole like nine months before someone on staff <laughs> heard that I no longer had a job and uh, that was when they asked me if I would be interested in working part-time for the church. Mm -hmm. Um, That one was hard because I wasn't quite sure. I I mean, if you, I guess I never thought I would work for a church, like looking at my background and I wasn't a very spiritual person. I mean, by this point I had already um, made the decision to be baptized and I had gotten baptized, but it wasn't until like something bad happened in my life that I realized that I was all in with Jesus and that I was okay with that. And so um, sitting in service, uh, it was, I was watching baptisms happen and um, the song oceans comes on and it talks about going deeper than like following Jesus, going deeper than you think you can go. And that was the point I went, all right. Yeah. I guess I can join staff. It's kind of scary, but I'll do it. And that was just, it was fun to get to see the, like behind the curtain of what it takes to lead a kid space and to run a church and the, just the dedication and the heart for people that everyone that I was around just had. Hmm. What was it about sounds like it was particularly like each step of the way there was like that little bit of like fear that was that fear like a I don't know if I'm the right person for this was that fear a like uh I don't know what I'm getting into like what what were the things that you were like concerned about before making those decisions um I'm a doubter especially of my own capabilities um I'm like god really you want to use me like I don't like, I don't know enough. Um, I don't know the Bible well enough. Like there was that fear of, am I like, are they picking, am I the right person? And I, you know, got to trust God. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. It's so interesting that you say that because I feel like anybody that's interacting with you in that space or have these conversations is like, what do you mean? Like, what, what do you mean you, you were concerned about that? It's like, but I think that, uh, I just goes to show that, you know, sometimes it takes somebody else seeing your gifting and seeing what you can do to 
be able to say, hey, I, I think you'd be great in this, even when we're not entirely convinced ourselves. Oh, yeah, especially we don't always see ourselves in those roles. And so when someone else sees you in that role, then it kind of gives you the freedom to start thinking about yourself in that role. Okay, if I was, you know, a team lead, if I was a coach, if I was a director, what would I do? What what are my strengths? What would I push for? What would I try to start? It gives you that freedom to kind of dream into that position. Yeah. And then at some point, the fear goes away a little bit and you're like, oh, I can do this. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah, what? So... What is your, so you kind of mentioned some of your, your faith training alongside of it. I think what's really cool is that it's very clear that you're willing to take steps, uh, in your faith journey that almost coincided with, with, with serving, like serving was an avenue that like helped you grow your faith, which is so cool. Uh, and then you get to this point where eventually you're, you're like on staff at the Ridge and they ask you. I actually don't know who had that conversation with you, but they're like, Hey, we're doing this thing. We're launching this campus. And like, they wanted you to be a part of that. What would that, what did that conversation look like? Um, so that was Forrest. Um, Forrest sent me a random email and was like, Hey, I would like to hear more about your story. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Dangerous email, dangerous email. Dangerous email. It was, I had, I really didn't know Forrest. Um, I had worked, we, I knew him like from a distance of working within the same like church, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I had ever actually even had a conversation with him. And, and for so, those listening, Forrest is the Oak Creek Franklin campus pastor. Yes. And I was, I was highly suspicious because I was yeah. aware that they were looking for a kids director. Yeah. Um, and you got a pretty good discernment anyway. So I feel like, you know, that, that mom vibe discernment that you've got is like, you're like, huh, something's going on here. There's something suspicious. <laughs> it was very suspicious. And poor Forrest. I, I kind of knew as we were talking where the conversation, like he was waiting for the moment to ask me. Yeah. And I was being very blissfully ignorant and just kind of like <laughs> you weren't giving him any help. No, <laughs> I was not helping him at all. Um, but it was fun because we, I got to see a little bit of his heart for people. Mm-hmm. And then he got to hear a little bit of my story. And so um, it's not like a, Hey, do you want to be a kid's director? And then like the next day we're a kid's director. Like right. uh, there are personality tests that we take to see if we're a good fit. There's um, we, uh, my husband and um, Forrest and his wife, we all went out to dinner and just kind of had a conversation of going through life together because as a small campus, that's we are like a little family as we kind of go on that unit. And so yeah. we just got together, got to know each other. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, I, I actually think I got into my car after that meeting and I might've done the little girl squeal. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the excitement, right? Yes. The, yes. Like, yeah. Cause there's, you never dream of going like to the next, I guess a good leader never is like, Oh, I can't wait till I'm this position. I can't wait till I'm a CEO. You sure. are just excited where you're at. And so to even think that other people that worked around me, saw me at that level Hmm. was kind of reassuring 
you're doing yeah. like I'm doing things right. right. And yeah, so I did the little girl school. <laughs> so yeah, so was there you, you mentioned that like kind of a part of your story is like like that doubting. Was there doubting in that moment too or was it like once like you had that person that was saying, "No, you're this is a great fit for you." There was the uh like, yeah, I want to try this. Or what did you have to be did you feel like you needed to be talked into it? Um, I didn't. There was a lot of worries. Um, when you stay in a place for so long, um, turning around and going, you know, I'm I'm walking out of the Greenfield campus. Yeah. Um, that last Sunday was hard. Um, because you see, like, it's your people. Like, I still come here a couple days a week and I yeah. work here, but there's a different level of you're kind of leaving one family to kind of go start another. And sure. so there's definitely doubts. I was completely like, oh, I can teach kids. I, that's good. But there's a different level to being a director. Now you're mm. like the buck stops with you. You are in charge of building that team. Um, if there's a problem, you have to solve it. And so there was that fear and doubt in me as well. Mm. Um I might have had the squeal moment at you know at the, the outset, but there was, uh, there was a few times that I'm like, I don't know if I could, I don't know if I'm good at this. Like, mm. I don't know if I'm doing a good job. I don't know if I'm the right person. Um, but it's just I'm so thankful for a great team supporting me behind me. Um, my husband's championing me, and you know he's my positive influence on that I can actually do this. Yeah. Yeah. What have you, what have you learned along the way? I'm sure you've learned so much. What is that? Like, have there been like key moments where you're like, wow, this thing has been so helpful. Uh, cause I'm sure the people right now are listening. And I mean, even if they're not a Ridge kids director, they're in some form of, of leadership and in some capacity, you know, uh, what have you learned? Um, people come first. Um, and relationships come first. Victor is really good about that. And I'm glad I've had the chance to learn from him with that. Um, but when you ha when you build into your, into the people that you work with, like volunteer with on a continual basis, it shows and they feel empowered and they're, they are aware of what they're capable of. And if you are always pouring into them, then they never feel like they're on that mountain by themselves. Like we're going up this mountain together. Um, so that one's a big one. Um, are there any, are there any like practical things that you do or have done been done for you that really like epitomize that or uh, have been helpful for you? Um, uh, grabbing coffee with people and hearing yeah. their story, not, uh, Hey, I want something from you, but just, Hey, tell me how you, you know, what do you worry about? What, what did you, what's your biggest accomplishment do you think? And just treating them more as a person instead of a volunteer um, yeah. really goes a long way. Um, how do you feel like that impacts that relationship? Cause I feel like you're so right where you start to know more about an individual and instead of just being like, you're how they can help and serve the purpose, which is great but you're also like part of the team and you're helping and serving them as well. Well, and such a big part of um, serving kids, especially isn't just about 
what you do on Sunday. It's also about continuing your faith journey, which I've seen in my journey. Yeah. Um, and so you kind of get to know where they're at in their faith journey and you can yeah. be encouraging. Um, you can be supportive. You can give them challenges. There's no point that any of us are done growing in our faith. And so if we ever stop trying to grow, then we've stalled out. Um, we are supposed to keep going and keep building and keep moving towards Jesus. And so if I can be an encouragement or a challenge to somebody in their faith journey, then I'm, I can consider that a success because then I'm helping them keep their faith alive and growing. Yeah. That's awesome. You said that, yeah, you mentioned maybe there are some more uh, takeaways that you've learned. Um, Shelby told me, taught me how to trust my gut. Mm, tell me about that. Um, there are, at no point I am an expert in children. There are no, there, I am not an expert in raising children in faith. I'm going to throw that one out there. Um, but Shelby taught me to trust my gut when it comes to making decisions, especially about kids. Um, like I mentioned, kids reaching like a foundation of faith is what gets me up in the morning. Like I hope every day my feet hit the ground and the devil goes, dang it, she's awake and going again. Because I want, I wish every child knew that God loved them and that they're like is nothing that he won't do for them. And so with if I make every decision through that filter of I'm going for every child, like mm -hmm. I'm reaching for every child, hoping that they have that faith, then I can trust my gut with that decision because that's my filter. Yeah. And and you'll make your team want to run through a brick wall for you too. when you say it like that, <laughs> that's, that's so that's, yeah. Wow. I got nothing to follow up that with. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Okay. No, that's great. Uh, so, I mean, I really, you touched on two heartbeats, like care for people and have this like care and this passion for what you're doing, because I mean, understanding your purpose and, and how you're going about it is so powerful. Uh, my great leadership lessons. So now that you're, a, so you're at Oak Creek Franklin campus. Uh, what has this last year been like? You launched a campus. Uh, you've moved into a new area. Tell us about what the first year of Oak Creek Franklin has looked like. Um, it was an injury. So we're also portable. So yeah. we don't have a permanent building. Um, so just learning, learning how to be a portable church was hard. Um, such a great team though, of the people that made that decision to be a part of the campus because we learned how to do portable together and we learned how to do it efficiently. Um, that was an interesting challenge because we do get there early, set up the yeah. whole space, hold service, and then we tear down that same mm -hmm. day. And so it's a lot of work, but the ownership from the team is just so awesome to see. We have kids helping us roll up carpets and move to, you know, like helping us have fun moving cafeteria tables back in. And so that's been fun to see because it really, we're all like, you see the team as it almost as like a family because it's all hands on deck. Um, when people have an ownership of something like that, how have you seen it affect their, 
their growth, their faith journey? How have you seen it impact them? Oh, they're so willing to like go that extra mile. They're so proud of it. Um, Just the people that when you talk to them about it, like their space or what they've done and they're like, oh yeah. And I invited this person come in. They're showing their like friends or their family around and they're so excited and proud of it. Um, The kids, I mean, they know their space now. Um, Yeah. But that's kind of fun because it's, they feel at home. Mm. Like, at the end of the day, if a kid walks in and the first thing they do is they kick off their shoes, that tells me they feel at home and safe in the space that they're at because they're like, oh, yeah, I'm here. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> That's an interesting that I, note. Like, yeah, I wouldn't I would never think about that specific thing. But do you get a lot of kicked I, off shoes? <laughs> not that I encourage that. I try to remind them they have to leave their shoes on. OK, OK. But it's that yeah. instinct. If you're home, what do you do? You take your shoes off. And yeah. so. It's fun when I see that behavior because it's the instinctual, I'm home. We're good. Yeah. That's great. I mean, you may need signs that say this is not a shoe-free zone, but uh, <laughs> but I doubt the two-year-olds are, uh, are reading many signs. So um, They're not. Okay. So uh, you guys recently moved into a new area, right? With, with, uh, was that like shift really fun? Oh, that was so much fun. So before we were meet, we had, um, we were meeting in part of the cafeteria area. So we had what we call pipe and drape. And so it's just big black curtained walls that separated part of the space for all of our elementary area. Um, and just showing how much the school has trusted us. Um, they allowed us an extra space. And so now we are connected with the rest of our rich kids and we're in this huge long hallway, um, for all of our elementary space. And it just, it kind of covers a, like safety is a big thing. And now we're all, the whole bridge kid space is behind a set of lockable doors. Um, So there was that safety component of it, but then also a team component. Now, instead of being in two separate areas, the team is all connected within a hallway. And so as a team, we're feeling that that the kids are all in the safe space together, but then we're all in the space together and we're able to help. And just, it feels like the Ridge. It's, we have our own little kids area and they're all together and they're all having a great time. Yeah. Gosh, you know, it's, it's so interesting to hear. So hear your story and then see how that story has like impacted like the space that you were like help create and lead, right? Where like knowing that being a part of team, being a part of a team and um, being poured into as a leader has, you, you know, your two passions are helping kids like know that Jesus loves them and values them. And then like helping this team feel like they're a part of a team and growing. And so it's cool to see how your story has like mirrored what you are so excited about. Yeah, I guess it kind of does. It's interesting that I don't always tell my story. Um, yeah. So hearing that comparison, yeah, it it's how we grow as people. And so mm. to be able to now be the giver instead of the receiver of some of that is just kind of cool. Yeah. Okay, so... And on a really fun note, uh, Ridge Kids is at the movies as well, right? We're not, we're not just doing it with our main services, but also Ridge Kids edition of at the movies. Uh, that's got to be fun, right? 
It's lots of fun. Now that's only our elementary kids. Okay. Um, our the poor twos. Yep. They yeah. yep. They still get their uh, their normal orange curriculum, but um, our elementary kids get in at the movies themselves. You um, mean there's not like a Peppa Pig at the movies? Like you know maybe. <laughs> You proud of me for knowing that Peppa Pig is a thing? <laughs> I am proud of you. I am not going to try to do the accent though, because I will. I would fail miserably. Um, but no, yes, the elementary kids, and it's been fun to see. Um, especially, uh, kids love kids love movies, and they see. Yeah. Movies. And even if you think it like back into your own childhood, a lot of those you still remember, or you still mm-hmm. remember when you saw them. And so to be able to take some of these movies and tie biblical truths into them is just so cool because we know as adults in our, at the movies, you see that movie differently after that because you've now had Mark, Jody or Forrest talk about some of those. And so to take some of these movies that the kids have seen and then take that biblical truth or that, Jesus lesson and tie it into that. Hopefully when they see that movie again, they think of that, whatever we talk, talk to them about. Yeah. I mean, the, the memory trigger for, for those types of things are so powerful. So that's, I mean, that's really, that's really cool, especially with the idea that like, this is something that when they think about, like, I, I love the idea of connecting that so that when they like think about that movie in the future, like they'll tie it with a, a biblical truth. And also too, I imagine this is like helpful fuel for like being able to consider movies in a way where you can have conversations about them and like pull things out. They're like, Hey, you know what? Like remember in that movie you watched, uh, like, and using that as like a way to help illustrate some, some things about the Bible or some things about Jesus then help them grow too. Oh yeah. And we always, um, we give a, it's what we call a take home sheet. And it mm-hmm. so it tells the parents what movie they want, like the clip of the movie that they watched. And then yeah. it gives, gives them a few things that they can do at home. So like, hey, here's the Bible verse that we like included in this. You know, when you watch this movie, talk about like read this verse, t- how it connects. Um, it's just really kind of fun. Um, it's a different time. I mean, this year we did all musicals. So there's singing in all the clips that we do. Mm. Um, that, that's it. That's the only spoiler I'm giving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so be warned your, your kid may come home singing a new tune, right? They may be. Yeah. Um, it's just fun to take those movies because they've seen them. And I'm, we know I, as a parent, I have watched my kids' favorite movies a bajillion times Yeah, and I could probably recite them by heart because they just, they love to repetitively watch movies and shows. And so to tie that biblical truth into it and then hopefully watch it again, maybe that will stick. What do you think? This this is really good kernel for everyone listening. You can really take this home forever. What is the most watched kids movie at the Zins household? Like, is there one movie that's like, wow, they will not stop watching? I know growing up, mine was The Land Before Time where I'm pretty sure my mom could could say it over and over again because I watched it so many times. So um they kind of take turns. I would say currently uh, they are on the Chronicles of Narnia. Okay. So there's, there's three of them. 
Yeah. And, hey, that's pretty know, good. That's a little bit of variety there. My father has bought them all the movies. And so they watch them and it's funny because they all have a different favorite. Mm -hmm. So then you're like, well, I wanted to watch number two. No, I want to watch number three. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> you just like roll dice and say if all this one's this is today's movie do this they ever watch the same movie twice in one day um they've watched yes when we introduced oh. them to the princess bride they watched it and then they started it over again <laughs> that's amazing that's amazing okay okay uh so i guess last last kind of question were you part of the filming for uh, rich kids at the movies did you have one of the movies i did i did have one of the movies and um i did get to write um this was a first for me but i did get to write the curriculum for some of it mm -hmm. and the activities that the kids got to do behind it and so that was really fun it definitely is a it's definitely how do i say this it's hard it makes me I hate, I hate that I'm saying this. It makes me value some of our lead pastors and how much yeah. work they put into writing a message um, because there is a lot and there's deciphering what do, what do I want to have God say through this? Like what, because mm. some of these movies are so much that you can pull from and which one is God telling me I should use? Yeah. And it is, it's, it's really hard. It does make me appreciate how much work they do um, into doing some of this because it is it's it's really hard to do and hope that you do well. Yeah, mm. that's a cool insight too. I think that like brings that appreciation for uh, just whatever speaker you you hear from, you know. And maybe it's in a church setting, maybe it's in whatever setting. But people put a lot of effort into into speaking, and I think it can be easy to be critical. Uh, and I love the perspective of like how much effort and thought process goes into that. So that's really cool. Oh yeah. I mean, just the movie, I think I watched five or six times before I even figured out what, what I wanted to even pull from it. And so <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. and then, you know, you're searching through verses upon verses and yeah. it, it is a lot of work. And so to even think like mine was only a short clip versus, um, some speakers are up there for hours and like how much work and dedication that like goes into that. I don't think we always see or understand. Yeah. For the record, if you've never heard a Ridge message, nobody gets to go an hour, but yeah, <laughs> maybe Mark will try, but, uh, <laughs> uh, well, Amanda, thank you so much. Thanks for sharing your story. Uh, I love to hear about just your journey and how God's used you and continues to use you. And also exciting to hear about, uh, all the great stuff that's happening in Oak Creek Franklin and, um, with Ridge kids at the movies and all the stuff you guys are doing. So love you hearing your story and thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, that was my conversation with Amanda, and there are quite a few interesting things she shared. You never know the value of seeing potential in someone and sharing it with them. And even when you're not sure if you can do something, if God is calling you into it, he's going to give you everything you need. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Ridge Podcast, and make sure to follow and subscribe so that you don't miss any hopeful and helpful conversations.